Honestly, when I got into this business, I didn't have a lot of experience and I had to fly by the seat of my pants and learn. Welcome to the Story Exchange, featuring the stories and strategies of entrepreneurial women around the world. I'm Colleen DeVays, host of the Story Exchange podcast, and we'll be joined later by our co-founder, Sue Williams. Now, we don't often talk to women who start businesses on a whim. Most of the female entrepreneurs we interview have built up a lot of experience, studied their target market, and planned out, at least to a degree, how they're going to start and grow their companies. But today is different. We're speaking to Christine Jones of Wyndham, Connecticut, who, a few years ago, completely out of the blue, decided to start her own business in an unusual, totally random, and surprisingly cutthroat industry. New England Flagger Services is a company that provides traffic control throughout Connecticut. Christine is basically in construction. Her clients are big utility companies who often need flaggers when they fix water main breaks or power lines. If you're wondering what a flagger is. A flagger is a person, male or female, that is certified and trained to work in traffic. You might have pulled up to a work zone and saw someone directing you with a stop slow paddle to go slow or to stop. Those are flaggers. Now, a little bit about Christine. She's always done things differently than most starting in the early 80s, when she dropped out of high school. She had kids, eventually went back to school and then college, and tried a few different jobs, including teaching at a preschool. When she started her own company in 2008, Christine barely knew what a flagger was. She had no prior experience or connections in the construction world, and she had no idea how to land corporate contracts, which is critical in her business. Unsurprisingly, she made some amusing mistakes along the way. We headed to Connecticut to talk to Christine as we wanted to find out how she went about creating a company that now makes over $1 million in annual revenue. If you go to our website, thestoryexchange.org, you can watch a video we produce telling Christine's complete story. Today, we're going to share snippets of that conversation. If you're a fan of hard work and bold moves, this is a story for you. It all began seven years ago, when Christine and her husband Kevin were taking a road trip from Florida back to Connecticut. At this point, she was working as a preschool teacher. We were about in the Blue Ridge Mountains in Virginia, and we were talking about different businesses to open. He, at the time, was working for a tree trimming company and knew that in the state of Connecticut, there was a big need for what he called flaggers. So I said, well, what's that? And he went on to explain what a flagger was. And at the time, I really was a free spirit and said, okay, you know what? I'll do that when we get back. And she was not kidding. She got going the following Monday. I went on the state website to see what all the rules and regulations were for flaggers or, and owning a company and started it that week. Some of our friends had kids that were over 18 that needed a job, and that's how it started. So it was my husband's idea, and I took his idea, and I brought it to life. Not that it was easy. The first year of running New England Flagger Services was a struggle. I had to fly by the seat of my pants, learning what's expected out there, learning how to talk to field personnel, learning how to talk to corporate personnel. And it didn't help that the economy had just crashed. This was 2008. 
And most potential clients, like Northeast Utilities, which is New England's largest utility system, already had multi-year contracts with other vendors. 2009 was my worst year. There was a time when I said, is this worth it? And I really was seriously thinking, should I go back into teaching or retail? And to this day, I'm glad I didn't go back and do that. Sometimes it's easy to fall back on something that's comfortable. Sometimes you have to ride it out. You have to ride the bumps, and I'm glad I did. sharing the story of Christine Jones, who started her flagger company basically on impulse. So now I'm being joined, as I often am, by Sue Williams, our resident filmmaker, who sat down with Christine in Connecticut to make our video profile. By the way, if you've never checked out our site, please do so. It's thestoryexchange.org. We're a nonprofit media company, and we produce articles and videos about women business owners. Welcome, Sue. Thank you, Colleen. So, you know, Christine really seems to have gumption. She sure does. She's quite amazing. I think it stems from her incredible New England work ethic. This is what she told me about her upbringing. When I was a kid, honestly, I really just wanted to work. I couldn't wait to turn 16. In fact, the day that I turned 16, I went out and got a job that day. Wow. Why were you so eager to work? I think I've seen my mom work all the time. She was always working. She was a single mom for a little while and always had to do whatever it took to make sure that we had food and clothing and shelter. So she was a great role model. And, you know, I remember the story about her first job. Yeah, it was at a pizza place at the mall. And she was so young and inexperienced and she had to talk into the microphone to announce orders when they were ready. And she was petrified. <laughs> but eventually she got over her shyness. <laughs> yes, she isn't shy now. No. In fact, she loves public speaking. So let's talk about how Christine managed to grow New England Flagger. She really had to get serious about competing for corporate contracts. Oh, yeah. Although she had to get through an alphabet soup at first. Let's listen to what she said. In the beginning, I really didn't even know what an RFP was. It's a request for a proposal. And I was about to bid on a job with a major utility company. And the purchasing person over there said, okay, look in your email for an RFP. And I never want to look like I don't know something. So I said, okay. And when the email came, I saw it was all the information in regard to the bid. So I decided that an RFP was a bid. <laughs> wow, she was, uh, she was really starting at square one. Yeah, she really didn't have any typical business experience. And the next thing that happened is actually quite funny. And it was a lucky break as well. The very first contract I got was almost by mistake. I went to a uh, paving company and I presented myself and my company's the best. And so I want you to hire me. They said to me, you need something called a DBE certification, which is a certification put out by the Connecticut DOT. And to interject for a second here, a DBE stands for a disadvantaged business enterprise. And Christine's business would qualify because it's woman-owned. That's it exactly, but she still didn't get it quite right. So I get back to my house that night. This is how naive I was. I get back to my house that night and I said, what acronym was that again? Oh, so I start Googling and WBE comes up. And I go, okay, it must be WBE. 
So I go through this very long process of applying for a WBE, which is Women's Business Enterprise. So I get the WBE certification after about a year of going through all the paperwork and the site visits. And as some of our listeners might know, a WBE is an entirely different designation that one can receive through WeBank, which is the Women's Business Enterprise National Council. Yep. So she went back to the paving company a year later with her WBE. I call the contractor and I say, okay, I'm ready. Got my WBE. So the person in the office calls me back and says, I still don't see you in the system. Are you sure you have a DBE? And I went, oh, I got the wrong certification. (laughs) (laughs) That must have been a slap the forehead type of moment. Uh, Yeah. But the good news is that the WBE turned out to be quite valuable. Ironically, my very first customer, one of the local gas companies, was looking for a flagging company. And the first place they looked was on the WBE website. And they found me. And I'm still with them today. Uh, I love when things work out that way. Well, thanks for joining us, Sue. That's a pleasure. Our business grew so quickly. In 2012, we went from seven employees literally to 70 in two weeks once the contracts were awarded. We've been talking with Christine Jones, who faced a steep learning curve when she switched from being a pre-K teacher to owning her own flagging business. After a few fumbles, she quickly learned how to win contracts. The lucky mistake we just told you about helped stabilize her young company. She also got her DBE certification, and as soon as the multi-year contracts with the big utilities were up, she put everything she had into beating out the competition. There are three major flagging companies in Connecticut, and we are not friendly with each other. We are professional, and we don't, I don't badmouth other companies. But I will tell you that it is a cutthroat business. Cutthroat? Who would have thought? To win a contract with Northeast Utilities, Christine pulled out all the stops. I went full out and applied and did everything that I knew how to show people that we are a professional and safe business. She registered her company online, supplying proof that her flaggers are all trained to industry standards. I'm going to show you how to use your stop slow paddle. She also got aggressive. She would repeatedly call Northeast Utilities to check on her status. She says she was in their face all the time. The persistence paid off. In 2012, she won three-year contracts with pretty much every major utility in Connecticut. I currently hold contracts with Northeast Utilities, Yankee Gas, Connecticut Natural Gas, Southern Connecticut Gas, United Illuminating, and many other private companies. In the space of just a few weeks, New England Flagger went from about $100,000 in annual revenue to $1.6 million. Hey, Kelly. How's everything going out here? It's going well. Going yeah, well. Um, you're on a pretty busy road. Yeah, we were It on a did offer road. a lot of challenges as far as hiring, as far as scheduling flaggers, dispatching. We now needed a payroll company. I couldn't handwrite checks anymore. We needed to find more human resource rules and regulations and learn about how you work with a large group of people. You're communicating with the drivers. Right, the drivers, the motorists. To her 70 some employees, Christine has now added a few key, highly trusted workers. My husband works here. My three daughters work here. My hope is that any one of my daughters 
would take over the business when I'm ready to retire. In fact, my oldest daughter, Mandy, who's the office manager, we are prepping her now to take on more responsibilities so that I can vacation a little bit more. These days, Christine sends her flaggers to about 30 job sites a day. Okay, so you know the area. Okay. Dispatching and putting people in locations, it's like a chess game every day. She has no plans to slow down and sees herself growing revenue further as she expands into other states. I could say in five years I want to be up to five million, but it could go way beyond that. So yes, I want to keep growing and I'm not putting a number on it because it could just go crazy big and I'd be happy with that. <laughs> and while starting a business on a whim doesn't work for everyone, Christine says it was perfect for her. When my husband and I were having that conversation coming back from Florida about starting a flagging company, I was a preschool teacher at that point. So that was a major switch from preschool teacher to flagger company owner. But it really played to the creative piece of me and I think I needed that piece fulfilled. Join us next time to hear more stories about innovative and inspirational women doing the things you'd never dream of. Or maybe you would. This has been The Story Exchange. If you like what you've heard, visit our website at thestoryexchange.org, where you'll find news, videos, and tips for women entrepreneurs. I'm Colleen DeBase. Editing help provided by Nusha Balian. Production coordinator is Michelle Ciata. Interview recorded by Sam Shin. Executive producers are Sue Williams and Victoria Wong.